Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and Alright, alright. I like being in the same room with you and your girl. 
welcome, welcome to the first monthly edition of Secret Sundays. This is a new monthly show of the Real Talk with Tanya White show, and we like to say welcome and thank you for tuning in. Now, I bet you're wondering, what is Secret Sundays? See, secrets are told and kept in families and churches among friends, and we think we're protecting that person uh, from a secret, but really we're, we're destroying not only their life, but our lives. Secrets kill, they hurt, they destroy relationships, they keep you isolated, they keep you intimidated and humiliated. And this show is to not only reveal some of the secrets that we've been keeping, but also find healing. Because sometimes I know in families, they say keep family business, family business. But if you keep it in the family and none of the family is talking about it, you can literally implode because you need to release some of that hurt, some of those secrets. So this show is dealing with those secrets. We're talking about real secrets that are causing real hurt, and we're going to bring real healing to you and to your family. And our first show is a very rated R show, real relevant and refreshing topic about women who are married to men on the on the down low. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. This issue is affecting women all over the world. And we're going to talk to author Terrence Dean. He is the author of Hiding in Hip Hop. Um, and he wrote a book about men on the down low. So we're going to dig deep. And if you have been affected by being married or even dating a man who you have discovered uh, was on the down low and you're feeling down, you're feeling like it's your fault, by the end of this show, I pray that you realize that it's okay that he was gay and it was not your fault. So today's first show of Secret Sunday is going to be real hot. It's going to be real sensitive, and we pray that if you call in to 347-215-6446, that you will be respectful, you will be patient, and we will try to answer your questions. But before we get started and bring on Terrence in just uh, a few moments, I would like to say thank you, kudos, big hugs out to our sensational sponsors of the Real Talk with Tanya White show. I'd like to say thank you to Miss Julia Royston, author, songwriter, gospel artist. You can visit Julia at juliaroyston.com, J-U-L-I-A-R-O-Y-S-T-O-N.com. Purchase her latest book, How Hot Is Your Love Life? February is coming up, Valentine's Day, and you need, may need to access How Hot Is Your Love Life. Uh, and also, she has fantastic CDs and DVDs of her phenomenal inspirational gospel music. Uh, so purchase those at JuliaRoyston.com. You will be blessed if you get any of her products. Uh, also, thank you to Dr. Celicia Thompson, author of the hot new book, Rhythm Without Blues, that gives you an awesome insight to what is really going on in R&B music today. She has interviewed some of the biggest and the best uh, artists and industry insiders uh, to complete this book, and they're they're revealing what R&B is now, how it was, and what is really going on. And she is the sister of one of my favorite singers, Selena Johnson. Uh, so get her book at rhythmwithoutblues.com, or it is at amazon.com. And also, last but not least, we like to say thank you to Miss Rekia Gibson, author of the Food Temptress uh, book. Visit her at foodtemptress.com to purchase your delicious book called The Food Temptress. And those are our three Real Talk sponsors, and we thank you. If you want to become uh, a sponsor of the Real Talk with Tanya show, White Show, our normal show, weekly show, is on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., and we do bring the biggest, the brightest, and the best every single Thursday. This week coming up, we're talking to Cheryl Pullins of the Victorious Living for Women compilation book. She is the founder, creator. That's going to be an awesome show. Visit us at TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A. White is in the color dot com to check out how you can become a sponsor, how you can um, – uh, listen to the show and how you can get booked on the Real Talk with Tanya White show. But once again, this is a new monthly broadcast called Secret Sundays. We're revealing the real secrets that are causing you real hurt, and we're going to try to bring real healing tonight. We're talking about women who are married to men on the down low, 
and our awesome guest is going to be Mr. Terrence Dean, author of Hiding in Hip Hop. Now, you may be wondering, what is the down low? It is a term that has literally blown up. It blew up in 2004, even though it has been around for many years. But when J.L. King wrote his book uh, on the down low, A Journey into the Lives of Straight Black Men Who Sleep with Men, and he appeared on Oprah Winfrey, this issue of black men uh, living the secret lives of uh, sleeping with men for men being married to women just blew up and became a national uh, issue that everybody became aware of. But as you know, uh, this is not just a black thing because in 2005, Brokeback Mountain, the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger, uh, addressed the same issue in a Caucasian family. So this is no color thing. This is about a commitment uh, issue between a man and a woman, a man choosing to keep a big, huge secret uh, from his wife, and really, if he's having unprotected sex with men, he's putting his wife in danger to contract HIV. So we're going to talk about this issue. It is hot. We talk about it in the beauty shops. We talk about it in our homes, but we never really deal with it. And a lot of women are feeling, uh, have low self-esteem. They're feeling like if they found out their husband is on the down low, it is their fault. We're going to dispel that rumor tonight when we bring on Mr. Terrence Dean, uh, in about three minutes, we're going to take a brief commercial break and get set to talk about these men on the down low. Uh, what is the down low? What are the signs and how a woman can really heal from uh, finding out if her husband was on the down low and move forward? We'll be back in just two minutes, y'all. I got 99 problems, but a chain one. If you have 99 problems, then one of these 99 males from hell just might be the culprit. This new release from renowned author Tanya White is not male bash, but is about building healthy, drama-free relationships between men and women everywhere. This must-have informative guide helps women to identify the signs of men who are physically aggressive, sexually abusive, and emotionally obsessive. It will help them to protect themselves from men who bring mediocrity, mental breakdown, and melodrama. And it will also remind them to celebrate the nine men who are special K and make life okay, and helps women to recognize the power of their femininity in order to help difficult males become dynamic men. Pick up your copy today at www.tanyawhite.com or www.amazon.com. And ladies, pick up another copy for a friend. Guaranteed she'll thank you. Man, I would try to call her all day. Where's she at? This is the fifth Christmas that he promised that we were going to spend together, and here I am alone. He told me he was going out of town this weekend, but he never wants to tell me where he's going. It's funny. He always has to know where I'm going. Uh, it's the holiday once again, and I'm trying to call her, and she's not answering her phone. I wonder where she could be. Hmm. Let me go see. I am sick and tired of this. I am worth more than that. Author Tanya White reveals the secrets to having healthy, productive, and long-lasting relationships in her new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationships. Being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining. If you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted, unsatisfying, and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year, then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life. The brand new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship, and also How to Deal with a Difficult Woman, is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com. Once again, that's www.tanyawhite.com. Pick up your copy today.
about women who are married to men on the down low and it's one thing to be lied to about uh, just small things but when you lie to about infidelity in a marriage it really tears at your self-esteem and we're talking about women who are married to men on the down low we are patiently waiting for Mr. Terrence Dean he is the author of the book Hiding in Hip Hop uh, that deals with uh, celebrities that he wrote about who are living the down-low lifestyle. And also there have been many movies addressing this issue. The most recently was Cover uh, that was directed by Bill Duke, dealt with this uh, issue. And unfortunately, uh, the man he was sleeping with had HIV. So there are a lot of other issues that come into play when men live on the down-low and cheat on their wives. And we're just going to talk about the wives. If there are any signs that women can look for, um, are there any support groups? I know uh, we had a lady on here last year, Angela Smith, who actually wrote a book about her experience about being married to a preacher who was on the down low. There have been numerous books written by women, uh, one by Joy Marie, the straight up about the down low, Uh, that was a book, uh, and several other books that address this topic. And if you have a question tonight or you want to share your story, you can call 347-215-6446. Please press the number one so that we know that you want to share. But right now we're waiting for Mr. Dean to come on. We know sometimes people run behind. And so we're going to wait patiently. This is a new show called Secret Sundays, and we thank you for being patient and waiting, and we know that you are waiting, just like I am, just to delve into this topic. I I have had several friends who had to face this issue, uh, finding out that their husband uh, or boyfriend have been on the down low, and it, what, one thing I noticed is that it tore their self-esteem down. Uh, they started blaming themselves uh, they start going through the what if, I should have known phase, uh, and really they were isolating themselves from even uh, being in any other type of relationship with the opposite sex because they didn't know. We do have a caller online, uh, the 412 area code. Hello, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hi. Actually, I was hoping that your guest would come on first, but I was the woman that um, married a man in the church, and I just wanted to say that a lot of times they hide in the church, mm-hmm. and they're able to, um, because of various positions and different things, and they're talented, um, they're able to get by the pastor, and they fool women, and they basically use them for a cover, and mm-hmm. that's what happened to myself, but because I did pray and I did know that there were things that just did not add up. Mm-hmm. And um, God revealed him before 
uh, I guess, before I could get damaged. But I just wanted to mention that and wow. and um, just want you to also look at that, that uh, a lot of women are victimized in the church. Well, that was both of my friends that I know were uh, in the church. They were married to one was uh, was going to get married to a pastor, and the one was dating somebody who was very active in the church. Let me ask you, caller, did you uh, were you married to the man? Yes, I okay. actually married him, and my pastor married us. Yes. Okay. Now, did you did 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 you see any signs, or did you uh, say that I knew this would have happened? Because I know a couple of my friends went through. I saw this, but I didn't act on it. Did you go through that stage also? Well, you know what? I I could must say I was naive because he didn't bother me a lot before we were married, which made me really, really think I was getting something special, you wow. know, mm-hmm. not knowing that he didn't really have a desire for a woman. Now, after we got married, I did notice things because he would disappear and he, he had excuses. And we had a business. He, he was a barber. He had a barber shop as well. And this one guy would sit there all day long, and and, and it just caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And um, just to end it, I ended up catching him, and it was through me just praying. And um, my pastor told me to anoint him, so he he used to put oil on his body all the time. So I just poured a whole bottle of anointing oil into his oil. And uh, really, I'm telling you, right after that, everything just opened up. He got caught with this guy, and then he finally admitted that he was gay. Wow. Now, after, yeah. uh, did you, did you, like, did your self-esteem, uh, like, plummet? Yeah. I, well, you know what? I, I went through the stage about where was my discernment. Mm. And I, I sort of badgered myself about that more than anything because I realized that this man had set out to deceive me and that he always liked men and it had nothing to do with me being a woman. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, uh, both of my friends went through they had to. It was like a journey that they had to take before they got to that realization and stop blaming themselves. Um, and they had to realize that was his issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was nothing. Uh, he was the, the deceiver, and they had to really uh, learn that it wasn't their, their fault at all. Now, how did you put the pieces back together? Did you have children in this situation? Oh no, thank God! No, it didn't thank even God, man. Yeah. It didn't even go a year. The Lord blessed me that around about the ninth month of the marriage, it had become so fragmented because of the lies and the different deceptions that I began to see that it was dissolved within a year. Wow. So thank God for that. Yeah, well, yeah, the Lord got you out quick. Yes, He did. Yeah. Yes, He did. So there was no, uh, there was no nothing at all that uh, wanted you to stay and try to work it out? No way, because what had happened is his whole life came out, and Mm -hmm. he never had a desire for women. He was only able to, I guess, go through the motions, and believe me, it was only going through the motions. So I'm a real woman, so you know that wasn't going to last long. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah, especially newlyweds at that. Yes. Wow. Yes. Now you said you saw uh, when when you would go, you had a business and you saw see this man. Were there any other when you think about it in your head? Were there any other uh, friends that you thought before y'all got married? Something you know they're just a little bit too close, or their friendship just. Well, this one will blow your mind. The his best man turned out to be one of his ex-lovers. I mean, mm. he had the audacity to to use this guy as his best man, who I found out later. Uh, through, um, you know, some some mutual friends within the church that this guy was someone he had dealt with before. So it was it was different things that I would see. But you know what? When you really care about someone and you have a pure mind, the Bible says to the pure, yeah. all things are pure, you just don't want to think that. But yeah. I think that the Lord began to pull the covers off of him, and it was things that you just couldn't deny, like him being around a certain group of men, then him yeah. being in the hair business as well. It, it sort of threw things off a little bit. But believe me, it became very plain that there was something that just was not right. Mm, something just and you know that phrase um we had a guest on here last year and she said that same phrase before they got married she always said something is just not right but because like you said you go in it with a pure uh, heart and uh, a pure mindset and you don't want to it's like okay i don't want to accuse somebody of something 
that I don't know for sure. But she Absolutely. said that thing, something just wasn't right. Wow. So how many years ago was that? Uh, it's been uh, 10 years now. Wow. Okay. And um, I was able to put it totally behind me, and I've been able to help a lot of women uh, because um, you'd be surprised how prevalent it is in the church. And I hope that tonight that your guests will touch on that because I think when you use the mask of the church in Christ, that's a disgrace, but it's so very effective. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very, very, especially mm-hmm. like goes back to you said when you have a pure heart and uh-huh. we as women, uh, godly women, uh, you wait and try to uh, do things according to God and uh, it's very prevalent in yes. the church. It's very prevalent. And also we're easy victims. Um, most gay men mm. uh, are, are very, very smart and shrewd, and they don't just pick anybody. Mm-hmm. They usually pick successful women. They pick women that they know are very busy, that have, that like myself, I, I run a nonprofit organization. So he knew, and then I was going to school too, he mm. knew that he had someone that was extremely busy. So um, they like to pick women. They're very shrewd. They don't just pick anybody. Wow. They say successful, busy. Uh-huh. Wow. So because yep. when your schedule is packed, you think he's, his schedule's packed because he's on his. His is too, packed right? with his pleasures, with his so, yeah. with his his double life. That's what it's packed with. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, because most of the things that he would tell me he was doing, you know, when I went back and took a look at it, he was nowhere. He wasn't out of town. He wasn't at a conference. He wasn't at a meeting. He was with his lover. Wow. Yep. Hmm. So oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. You're more than welcome. I'm taking notes, and uh, as soon as Terrence gets on, I'm uh, if you have a question, just press that number one again. Okay, thank you so thank much. Thank you so <laughs> much. Wow, if you just joined us, um, that was a real story. We're waiting for Mr. Terrence Dean, uh, and what we're going to do is take a break right now and pray that he comes on, because this is a very, very um, real issue, it's, and like the caller said, it's very prevalent, especially in the church. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, why, uh, women who are married to men on the download. We want to know the signs, the the, psycholo- the psychology of it. And Mr. Dean, hopefully, is going to give us that. We're going to play uh, Kelly Price Healing for our soul, and then we'll be back perfectly with Mr. Dean.
listeners in on the download, and we're going to bring on our guest, Mr. Terrence Dean. We want to get as much information from him as possible. Hello, Mr. Dean. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic on this Sunday. Now, you call from New York, right? Exactly. Is it cold up there like it is down here? Oh, it is freezing here. <laughs> Ridiculously cold. Well, we thank you for taking time out of uh, your busy schedule to talk to us tonight. We're going to get right to it because we don't have that much time. Now, tell us who you are briefly in your own words. Well, um, my name is Terrence Dean, as you said. I'm the author of the book, Hiding in Hip Hop on the Down Low in the Entertainment Industry from Music to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also author of the book called Reclaim Your Power, a 30-day guide to hope, healing, and inspiration for men of color. Um, so I've worked in the entertainment industry, wow, for nearly two decades, mm-hmm. um, most recently with MTV Networks, where I produced some of the live television so- shows, such as Movie Awards, Video Music Awards, Hip Hop Honors, Rock Honors. Every live show that came through MTV, I was one of the persons responsible for producing that show. So I've worked in the industry with quite a number of celebrities, and some of them are um, my friends. So mm-hmm. that's, that's who I am. All right. Well, your book, Hiding in Hip Hop, like blew up. It was very <laughs> uh, much of the hot topic and still is. What was your inspiration for writing that book? Wow. Working in the entertainment industry um, for so many years, I it was it's very rare to see um, – Early on when I started my career, mm-hmm. men of color yeah. um, in the entertainment industry, and, and women of color, it was very rare to see a lot of us. And mm-hmm. so those of us who did work in entertainment, you know, we, you know, we grouped together. We all knew each other because, you know, it was, it was a small handful of us. Right. Then um, myself being, a, you know, a, a, a former down-low man, mm-hmm. you know, and hiding my sexuality, I never saw an openly gay black man in the entertainment industry. So I knew it was a secret for me to keep, you know, to hide and make sure that no one ever found out or discovered. But as I worked um, in the industry, I started to find out that there was this secret club, this secret society of men who actually were on the down low, who were married, have girlfriends, mm-hmm. and, you know, who had uh, relationships with other men within the entertainment industry. And so for a long time, I kept my secret. You know, I dated women, I dated men at the same time. Mm-hmm. And after a while, it just became very tiring. It became very right. deceptive, and I, I just grew tired of it. And I really wanted to, um, as I had grown and matured into a, a man, I wanted to tell my story because I had been through so much in my life prior to me working in the same industry. And I think when people read the memoir, because a lot of people who have read the book said, wow, your personal journey and what you've gone through to get to where you are is a very you know courageous story. I commend you because you never gave up mm-hmm. on getting into the entertainment industry. You know, in my, in my life, personal life, period. Right. So I wanted to let other people who struggled in life, period. Because um, my book is about redemption. It's about love, self-love. It's about family. Exactly. You know, learning to love your family despite where you come from. Because you know, in the book, I talk about my mother and two brothers who died from the AIDS virus. Mm-hmm. And so you know, like I never gave up. I never stopped. Let anything stop me. But I also realized the importance of having family. Yes. So that's what I really wanted to share in the book of people, you know, don't ever give up despite where you come from, your circumstances, who you are, what you are. You know, those things don't define you. They help build you in the character that you are because there's a greater purpose that God has in store for you. Yes. Well, I commend you on writing your your book, especially Hiding in Hip Hop, because I'm one about truth. And as you said, you got very tired. And it's like you mm-hmm. wanted to live your life of truth. And right. really be who you are. So it doesn't matter what sexual orientation you are. It's just having that aha moment and say, this is my life, uh, and I'm going to live it the way I want to live. So I commend you on that because it Thank takes you. A, a, a very strong person to say, I'm going to be who I am. Now, now, right. could you explain why men choose to live? You said you your former uh, lived the former down-low lifestyle. Why do mm-hmm. men choose to live that because uh, that lifestyle? Wow, it's a, <laughs> that's a very loaded and heavy I, question. I, I know it's loaded, but give us a short <laughs> version. We're going to have you back. <laughs> well, I can only answer for why I chose okay. to hide. And, and because, like I said in, the, in my book, you know, I grew up in the black church. So right. I would hear the minister every Sunday uh, preach emphatically how homosexuality was a sin. Right. 
Yeah. And I hadn't, I didn't, you know, as a young boy growing up, I didn't really know homosexuality was or gay or fag because I really didn't, you know, you don't really know those what those words really mean when you're right. young. And so as I got older, and I remember, you know, my my pastor used to say that all the time, and I, I started to discover what gay and homosexuality was. But you know, in the book, I talk about myself where I was sexually um, molested by a male next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything started happening for me, and I started questioning, you know, why did this man do this to me? You know, and I start having these thoughts about other guys, and so that's when my whole journey began. And so I knew it was a sin because you know, because you know, the minister kept saying it was a sin. I was going to die and go to hell, and I didn't want to die and go to hell, right. so I didn't say anything to anybody because I was like, okay, I can fight this demon, you know, whatever it is right. that has a hold of me. I'll pray it away because you know, I grew up in a church where my grandmother always said, "Well, take it to Jesus and he'd pray it away." So that's what I always thought and believed that you could just pray it away. And when it didn't go away, and I kept these urges, kept grew stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, like I said, I, I didn't know anyone, any other men in my neighborhood or in the, my career or where I worked, who were openly gay. So I didn't know. The only thing that I knew gay looked like were the very effeminate guys who were right. finger snapping, who had a lip gloss, tight jeans. You know, they dressed like yeah. women. Yeah. And I knew I wasn't that, so I was like, well, I'm not gay like that. So. I don't know what, you know, I, I didn't know what my gay was. Right. <laughs> so I, I just said, well, maybe if I got a girlfriend, it'll go away. So I just started getting girls. I mean, just really trying to, you know, hopefully it'll go away. Right. But it just continued. And so so there were a number of things. So I would say the church for me started, you know, where I couldn't be who I was. Then I grew up in a black community, which did not support because, we, you know, we made fun of gay people and what I saw as gay was not the images that I have seen. You know, the, you know the, the other negative stereotypes. So the black community, I would say, also prevented me from coming out. And then I was just hear so many negative things about gay people mm-hmm. from so many people. Um, they were always being attacked, you know, and just you hear so much, so much about them that's like, wow, I, I don't want to be that. Right. So right. it prevented me from coming out. And because I really, really, truly, like I talk about in the book, I prayed so much. I really wanted to be straight like my friends. I thought if I was straight, I wouldn't have these problems or issues and, and having to hide, lie, deceive my family and things like that because I had nobody to talk to. So I think for me, and I think a lot of download men don't have anyone to talk to. You know, the black church, you know, a lot of us grew up in the black church, so it prevents us from having that conversation and dialogue within the black church. And, that, and that's still an issue that persists today. Now, do you think that because we our caller called early and we're hoping to bring her back on, uh, she said she uh, it's that is a big issue in the church. Um, yeah. So did as you were struggling, did you see other uh, other males who were struggling with the same thing with you? But she's like, no, we're we're not going to address it. But you understand what I'm saying? They was going through the same struggle, but because mm-hmm. the church is so. Uh, um, can be uh, condemning. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. No, I did. I, you know, like I talk about in the book, uh, how I met a lot of guys. You know, who you know because we were we, we knew that we had a camaraderie that we knew we shared something, a secret that we can talk amongst each other mm-hmm. and not feel judged, not be condemned. But how it felt relieving to talk to somebody else who knew what you were going through. Yes. And these guys had girlfriends, some of them had wives, and they would talk about, you know, the struggle that they had to deal with, trying to keep their secret. Um, how they, you know, oftentimes they really did want to come out, but they felt they would lose their families, they would lose their careers, their jobs, their livelihood. Like they feel like, you know, people would turn their backs on them. Mm-hmm. And when you feel like that, you're going to be an outcast. Nobody wants to be an outcast. Right. So a lot of men just say, you know what, I'll just struggle with this demon and deal with it. Right. Right. Now, now when you said you came out, did uh, did you tell the women that you were dating that you were living on, eventually tell them that you were living on the down low? No, I never told any of the women. Uh, what happened is that I, I, I chose not to date men and women at the same time because uh, I felt it was, you know, deceiving to the woman and I and I always think like this. I always feel this. Like if anybody, somebody's going to cheat in a relationship, period, mm-hmm. you should always give that person the option or the say on whether or not how they feel about you stepping outside of the relationship. You should never leave it to your own demise, you know, to step outside of the relationship and not give the other person 
the opportunity to voice their opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's an issue in a relationship, you, there's something you should say. So I always thought and felt that way. So I would never date men and women at the same time. What I would do is I would date women, and then once I broke up with a whim, woman, I'll go date a man. Once I broke up with a man, I'll go back to a woman. So I would go back and forth. But I know a lot of men who don't do that. They'll date men and women at the same time. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I've, I've known people who dealt with that issue. And, and the woman usually blames herself for right. um, the situation or blames herself for, quote, unquote, uh, turning him gay. Now, what would you say to a woman who is blaming herself right now is something that she did or something that she did not do to, quote, unquote, make him go this way? What there's nothing, yeah, I would tell any woman that there's nothing that they have done. Mm-hmm. He was that way before he met you, and he's going to be that way after he leaves you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do to change him. And I think people, a lot of women, don't. it's hard for them to accept that because they do think, I wasn't woman enough. I should have been more nurturing, caring. I should have had more sex with him. Or, you know, they think okay. about all these other things that they should have done. And and it has absolutely nothing to do with you. And I say that in the book. It has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. If a man was that way before he met you, that's just who he is. That's just his makeup. That's just what he's going to do. No amount of being with you is going to change him. So know that there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that, you know, you you. it's a lesson learned. I tell people, you know, move on. Unfortunately, it's very difficult because I've met many women mm-hmm. who have been in relationships who have who felt the same way you said they did, mm-hmm. you know it was their fault. What did they do? How did they turn him gay? Or could they turn him back straight? Right. Um, and some women I know go back to men after they right. find out because they feel like, well, maybe I, I can be a different person. Right. And, and um, again, it has nothing to do with you. And, and I know I know some women who say I've invested a lot of time in this marriage are mistakes mm-hmm. for the the children that may have. Been produced out of. Do you think that's healthy for them to do so? It's up to each individual person, I think. Um, You know, it's it's interesting because one of my very good friends, you know, we talk about, you know, what's your rock bottom, Mm -hmm. you know, that will that will make you stay leave a relationship. So for some people, that may not be their rock bottom, you know, to say, hey, I'm going to stay in spite of the children. I'm going to stay because, you know, I feel like I've invested a lot of time, energy, and money into this relationship, I'm not just going to walk away and let somebody else benefit from it. Right. So, you know, for them, you know, it's, each person is different. And, and unfortunately, again, I always tell people, you know, no matter, no matter what you're going to do, they're not going to change. They're not going to change. Now, uh, now, are there any signs that women can, like, look for to say that, that uh, men who are living on the download lifestyle give out? Are there any signs? No, there aren't. You know, it's, it's. I get that question all the time. Yeah, and, yeah, that's a hard You know, question. I remember I did you know, with, with Essence. You know, they they were out doing an interview with them, and they said, "Well, what's the sign? Is there like a cold, or is there a color?" Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. like, Unfortunately, there isn't. Um, you know, there's nothing in the eyes. You know, like people just heard these many different misconceptions that are not true. These false lies. But but I will say that, and and any person who does cheat. There are signs you can look for. Right. And I remember, you know, as a download man, you know, former download man, being in a relationship with a lot of guys, because he felt so comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I wasn't effeminate, mm-hmm. he would introduce me to his girlfriends or his wives. Mm-hmm. So women never think, oh, this guy could be gay. Because, you know, I'm, I'm part, I'm just, he'll say, yo, this is one of my boys I met at the gym, or I've been, you know, he works in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, women don't never think, you know, oh, okay, this could be something possibly going on in the sexual relation between them because that's his boy. Yeah. But they don't know, like, that's the boy when at night when they're hanging out, they're going to a hotel. Or when you go right. to work, he's coming over while you're at work. Because I've been in many, you know, women's homes with their boyfriends or husbands, and they've right. called on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, you know, I'm sitting there while he's talking to her on the telephone. Right. Um so, but I always say, you know, tell women, be be vigilant. You know, don't get comfortable in your relationships. I will say if a man has been in and out of prison a numerous amount of times, yeah. I would definitely suspect that something has gone on in prison and a woman should be very leery. 
You know, wow, don't think really? just because you got this hardcore thug guy, you know, going in and out of jail, that he's not doing anything because it's a yeah. breeding ground. Because I've been in prison, so I've seen it happen. <laughs> well, we're talking about that next month, about uh, women marrying men in prison. And, and the repeat offenders, I know a lot of women, they get out and within that year. They right back. Yeah. yeah, and so we're going to talk about that next month. Now, what, what advice would you give to, first of all, men who are living on the down low? Because like you said, it is infidelity. Uh, it's, it's hurting uh, so many people. What advice would you give to the man right now who is, Living on down low and really hurting somebody. Uh, well, really. yeah, I, you know, I'm a big advocate for again, like I said earlier, of telling your partner, regardless of what type of relationship you're in, heterosexual or homosexual, mm-hmm. um, you can't be deceitful and not allow that person the opportunity to have a say, um, because you're taking away their choice. Mm-hmm. And you should never take a lot. You should never take away someone else's choice. And I know it's on. You know, I think it's it's it's, it's very difficult because so many down low men don't have anywhere to turn to. They don't have anyone to talk to. They feel as if the situation that they're in is the only and the best way that they know how to do or be do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't think that they're gay mm-hmm. because they think the sexual act that they're involved in. You know, sometimes they feel like, well, I'm not doing penetration. You know, he's just right. giving me an oral sex. You know, right. so I'm not gay. A lot of you know, it, it, it's, it's it's truly a mindset. Mm-hmm. But a lot of men, and, you know, I think a lot of men also don't identify with the word down low. Mm-hmm. Um, as the CDC has recently recalled, they started calling it as men MS men who sleep, men who have sex with other men. Right. Because they don't identify. They say, well, I'm not on the down low. I'm not gay. Like, I just like to get down with a guy every now and then. Mm-hmm. But. I think, you know, you really have to learn how to be, I mean, it's it's going to take a lot of process. It's going to take a, a long journey to get comfortable with who you are, your own sexual preference, and identifying, you know, what it is and who you are, because it is a, it is a struggle, because a lot of men, they have sex with a man, and they feel so guilty afterwards, because they've, because they've, they've been programmed to feel like what I've done is wrong, right. so they'll go and have sex with a woman to compensate. Mm. Um, and so they feel better to feel like, okay, I got my manhood, like I still am a man. Right. And a lot of them don't realize that, you know, regardless of who you are, you're still a man. It doesn't, you know, having sex with this plethora of women and 20 different women does not make you a man. And having 15 kids by 10 different women doesn't make you a man. Right. What makes you a man is who you, being responsible, being truthful, being honest, accepting who you are, you know. So once you learn those things and you can step outside and say, you know what, this is who I am, and and your family and your friends they're gonna love you regardless. Yeah, you know, because that's one of the things I was concerned with that my family and friends would turn their back on me, and they didn't. Yeah, and if they do, then that's just a sign to me. And and if you don't have to be on the down low. You can if somebody turns their back on you, they're not supposed to be in your life at that season anyway. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you need to let loose them and let them go. Listen, you have been great. We have a caller. Our lines blew up, but we do want to take a caller from the four one two area. She shared early. Hello, caller. You on Real Talk with Tanya White? Four one two. Hi. Oh, you you're speaking with me? Yes. Yes, Kim. You shared okay. earlier about your story, right? Yes. Okay. Did you have any, anything else to say? Well, you know, I I didn't agree with him when he said that there's not signs. Because I think there were so many signs, and I think that one of the signs is that they live a very secretive life. Um, they constantly lie about everything. Um, they they hang around with people that, or there's people around in their life that are suspect that maybe they do look straight, but there's something that's just not right about them. You, they have this relationship that is not quite wholesome is the only word that I can use. Um, there's there's just a lot of things that I picked up on. I don't know if it was because, uh, you know, my spirituality, but I can honestly tell you that there were a lot of things, and they they can never just live um, a straight, upright, honest-type lifestyle because they're living a double lifestyle. Therefore, their life is full of lies and, and fragmented uh, well, he, well, he did, everything. Uh, Terrence did say that it, it was it's cheating, 
and so there are yeah, I think yeah. regardless, yeah. Of, you know, yeah. it's, it's, so it's yeah. cheating regardless. So it's not, it's not a. See, I think people when they say if they're down, if they're signs for a down low man, they're looking like what signal that we give. Is there a handshake? Is there a way that we can communicate with another down low man to let him know that we are interested and that you know? I think that's what most of the time people when they ask that question, what mm-hmm. they're looking for. But when I, but when it comes to cheating. You know, for a down low man, it's just like a straight a heterosexual man. He's going to do the same thing that a heterosexual man does. He, there's lots of deception, secrets, mm-hmm. people you start mm-hmm. hanging around that you, you know. So as I say, as a woman, your intuition is going to kick in, and you're going to know something's yeah. different, something's not right. And you should never dismiss that. And a lot of women tend to dismiss it because they're like, well, because mm, they don't want to think it's another man, yeah. so they think it's another woman. And I remember in my book I said this. Mm-hmm. The guy told me, he said, you know, my girl thinks I'm cheating. He said, you know what, she got the cheating part right, but she keeps asking the wrong question. She keeps asking who the other girl is. Right. Said, I'm not right. cheating with another girl. I did that at first. <laughs> and so after mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, like with men, you have to be very specific. If you say, who are you cheating with, what's her name? He's like, there is no woman. I don't know what you're right, talking about. Right, Until right, Until you learn to ask the right questions. Right. Are you cheating with another man? Right. Then Why? you know you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. But also, what I tell women too to be very mindful of is don't when you, you should, when you start dating a man, you should always ask that question too in the beginning of your relationship. Have you ever had sexual relations with another man? Don't ask him if he's gay. Don't ask him if he's on the down low because he's going to deny it. Because mm-hmm. a, a down low, a, gay, a man who sleeps with another man does not see himself as gay or on the down low. Again, he only has sex with men very casually. It's not something that he does every day or it's something that he needs to have every, you know, every weekend. Mm-hmm. It could be once a month for him. Mm-hmm. So you need to ask the question, have you ever had sexual relations with another man, period? Okay. Yep. One more question, one more thing I would like to add about is there anything that you notice? My husband was extremely handsome, very well tailored, dressed, I mean, immaculate. And I noticed that his friends that he hung with, they all dressed immaculate as well. And I bet that you're probably the same way. Are you or are you not? I don't. You don't dress immaculate too. No, I wear my sneakers. I wear my Timberlands. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But, but, but see, I think that's another misconception that people uh-huh. have is that they think, oh, do you, you know, look how he dressed well. He's put together so well. He got to be gay. Right. And I have oh, no, friends. No. Mm-mm, I, I like have a lot of male heterosexual <laughs> friends who, who dress very nice, who, mm-hmm. you know, they're very clean, they get manicure, pedicure, and very heterosexual. They're married, they have kids, they're very happy in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So I always say that's, you know, that's not a dead giveaway either. So, again, you know, again, and the type of men that I have met, like I talked about, you know, we talked about earlier briefly where, you know, these men who've been in and out of prison. So these men are not going to be the typical man that you probably think, well, I know he's definitely not gay. You know, because he, look how he looks. He looks all rough and scruffy. Mm. And that's not necessarily true. Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing. We're almost out of time. Okay. Great questions. Thank all you right. so much. Pierce, this has been a hot show. Every time we have a hot show, my computer acts up. And it's been <laughs> acting up for the last 30 minutes. But you have been awesome. Give us your contact information and last words of wisdom you would like to share about women who are married to men on the download. Okay, well, you know, people can reach me on my website, which is um, www.mrterrencedean.com, and it's mrmrterrencedean.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on MySpace. You can just type in Terrence Dean and add me as a friend on Facebook or MySpace. Um, I'm, my blog is terrencedean.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the last piece of advice that I would give to women about down low men you know, I think there needs to, that's why I wrote the book. I think we need to, as the woman just said, you know, she recognized some signs. She, you know, her husband, uh, former, her ex-husband rather, you know, that she discovered was on the down low. There needs to be an open conversation that we need to have, start having dialoguing, you know, and building allies between um, ourselves, you know, black women and gay men. Because I, I think a lot of black women think that gay men hate them or they, or they want to be it's like black women. Huh? That's another myth, too. Right, exactly. exactly. It's another myth. So I, I think we, if we start building relationships, building allies, and start saying, you know, how we can start helping, you know, men who have, you know, who are uncomfortable coming out to feel more comfortable coming out, not to be, feel deceived that they got to be in relationships with women 
and you know to lie and and take advantage and and manipulate relationships the way they do, yeah. and then start you know pointing these men out. Because I think a lot of women know who mm-hmm. these men are, mm-hmm. but they don't share the information with each other. See, you said say that again, Terrence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was just saying you know, a lot of women know who these men are, but they don't share the real information with each other. So we got to start sharing that information. You've got to start talking, dialoguing, sharing, and don't yeah. be afraid. You know, get out of your hurt and, and remember that, you know, you went through that for a reason. And then we all go through things to help somebody else. We thank you so much for being on Real Talk with Tanya White. And we're going to follow up with you uh, later and hopefully get you back on the show. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. So I appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, you just finished our first edition of Secret Sunday. Listen, you all, next month we're going to talk about uh, women who marry men in jail and what the big business of that is. We're not going to be on on the second Sunday because that is Valentine's Day, and we all want to spend that day with our special someone. So we're going to go on February 21st. Until then, tune in every Thursday night at 7 p.m. for Real Talk with Tanya White. This week we're going to be talking to Cheryl Pullins about victorious living for women. Until then, you have a fantastic week, and I'll talk to you Thursday. Bye-bye.